One of the first people I met in Venice in 1946 was an artist called Vedova. I was in the Café Angel at the Rialto, not knowing anyone in Venice. I inquired of the patron where I might meet some modern artists. He said, go to the other Angelo restaurant, San Marco, and ask for Vedova. I wrote this name on a matchbox and proceeded to the other Angelo. Here I received a wonderful welcome from Vedova and another Venetian artist, San Tommaso, who both became my friends. They were very much interested in modern art and knew about my uncle's collection, which surprised me. In fact, they even had the catalogue. As they spoke Venetian dialect together, I spent painful hours in their company not understanding a word they said. But when I was alone with either of them, it was better, as I could speak a little Italian. It was through San Tommaso that I was invited to show my entire collection at the 24th Biennale of Venice. He had suggested to Rodolfo Palucchini, the Secretary General of the Biennale, that the collection should be exhibited and it was agreed that it should be shown in the Greek pavilion, which was free because of the Greeks being at war. The Biennale, which was started in 1895, is an international exhibition of contemporary art, which is held every other year in the public gardens at the end of Venice, on the lagoon near the Lido. A lot of very ugly buildings put up in the time of Mussolini give it a distinct character. The trees in the gardens are wonderfully looked after, and make a beautiful background for the various pavilions. In the middle of June, when the Biennale opens, the lime trees are flowering and the perfume they exhale is overpowering. I often feel this must compete strongly with the exhibition, as it is so much pleasanter to sit in the gardens than to go into the terribly hot and unventilated pavilions. In 1948, after so many years of disuse, the pavilions were in a bad state, and there was an awful lot of repairing going on up to the last minute. My pavilion was being done over by Scarpa, who was the most modern architect in Venice. Pallucchini, the secretary general, was not at all conversant with modern art. He was a great student of the Italian Renaissance, and it must have been very difficult for him, as well as very brave, to do his task. When he gave a lecture in my pavilion, he asked me to help him distinguish the various schools. He was even unfamiliar with the painters. Unfortunately, I had to go to the dentist, but he claimed that he had managed without me. The opening of the Biennale was very formal, but as usual, I had no hat, stockings or gloves and was in quite a dilemma. I borrowed stocking and a girdle from a friend and instead of a hat, wore enormous marguerite flowered earrings made out of Venetian glass beads. Count Elio Zorzi, the head of the press office and the ambassador of the Biennale, who had actually extended to me the Biennale invitation, gave me strict instructions that when President Einaudi came to my pavilion, I should try to explain to him as much as I could about modern art in the five minutes he would remain with me. I received exactly contrary orders from Palucchini, who said the president was lame and would be terribly tired after visiting the whole Biennale, my pavilion being his last effort. When His Excellency arrived, he greeted me by saying, Where is your collection? I said, Here. And he corrected himself and asked where it had been before. I tried to obey Count Zorzi rather than Palucchini and put in a few words, but luckily the photographers intervened and the entire official party was photographed with Gonella, the Minister of Education, the President and me, under my lovely colder mobile. 
The two most unfortunate things that occurred at the Biennale were the theft of a little piece of bronze from a David Hare sculpture representing a baby. It must have been taken as a souvenir. And the other was Parukini's decision, as some priests were coming to visit my pavilion, to take down a very sexual matter drawing of centaurs and nymphs. The drawing itself was so annoyed that it fell on the ground and the glass broke into smithereens, thus obviating its insulting removal. A third catastrophe was avoided by Bruno Alfieri, who saved a dismantled Calder mobile from being thrown away by the workmen, who thought that it was bits of iron bands which had come off the packing cases. My exhibition had enormous publicity and the pavilion was one of the most popular of the Biennale. I was terribly excited by all this, but what I enjoyed most was seeing the name of Guggenheim appearing on the maps in the public gardens next to the names of Great Britain, France, Holland, Austria, Switzerland, Poland, Palestine, Denmark, Belgium, Egypt, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Romania. I felt as though I were a new European country.